Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness? Have you been considering seeing a therapist, but you're not sure where to start? BetterHelp will assess your counseling needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist so you can get the support you need online in under 24 hours. Anxiety Slayer listeners can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. Hey, Ananga, how are you? Today, we're going to be speaking about how you can learn to celebrate every single step you take to feel better. Anxiety is such a big issue that we sometimes forget the power of the little things. The little things like our breath, meditation, and other different ways to relax. And yet, small though they are, the difference these little things make in managing stress and anxiety is huge. Yeah, we're going to be talking about how little and often is more effective than big, infrequent attempts at controlling anxiety. So the little steps really count and how important it is to celebrate them. Let's dig into commitment and recommitment, especially this time of year when we think about all the folks who set their intentions or their resolutions for the new year and make a commitment to themselves. And then as human nature shows us over a period of time, the commitment, the intention, and the resolution sort of fall by the wayside. Yeah. And so this is, this is where commitment actually really means recommitment or recommitting to that um, action over and over and over again. Yeah, this was something that I learned from a monk that I like to listen to. He gives excellent talks on the Bhagavad Gita. And he made this point that commitment means recommitment. He was talking about spiritual development and how we often resolve and we make you know statements that we're going to do this. And then we do it in good spirit and good nature. And, and at the time we, we feel like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. But then something comes along and we may struggle a bit. So he made the excellent point that there's only loss if we give up. Right. So this applies also to anxiety and mental well-being. Um, It applies to all areas of personal development. And again, it's something that helped me when living with chronic illness, because very often when you're living with pain and illness, you set intentions and can't always maintain them. And it's so easy to just look at what you're not doing and what you think you should be doing. And we just torture ourselves with it. So just to hold those intentions and commitments close and do the best we can with them and just keep getting up and trying again. And then there is no loss. And being sweet with yourself along the way, because no matter what happens, if you get thrown off, as I was mentioning earlier, whether it be by illness or your schedule just gets really full or maybe forgetfulness or just having really difficult days by, by remembering that you can climb back on the horse, that you can get back up and and continue, that you can recommit a thousand times, how many other times you need to just keep going, just keep trying. And that judgment piece, as soon as that pops in your head, 
remember, there can be no gratitude and judgment at the same time. So as soon as you start to beat yourself up or if you're not being sweet with yourself, stop, take a breath, and remember that you can begin again and it's okay and that this judgment doesn't serve you well. Be grateful that you want to recommit. Whatever it is you choose to make the steps toward breaking free from anxiety, all everything counts, whether it's tapping, walking, learning, nutrition, learning more about Ayurveda and your body type. Just remember, it's, there's no shame. There's, no, there's nothing. You've done nothing wrong if you miss a day or a week or even a month. Just begin again, and you will find the, the benefit again from, from doing the work, from doing the little things as well as the big things. All of your practices count. Yeah, and our attitude behind it, the attitude of compassion, the attitude of some fluidity around it is really essential. If we're just going to chew on ourselves, we're going to start to erode our own self-esteem, our own confidence, and we will affect our ability to go again, to try again. So really to have this attitude of, of understanding that we're going to have difficult days. We're going to have days when we don't get everything done we want to do. But every day is a new opportunity to try again. You know, New Year's can be a particularly punishing time when we aspire to do so many things, particularly coming through from a, a difficult year. But every morning can be a, a recommitment. Every hour, we don't have to even wait till the sun comes up again. Right. It's just, you know, okay, the day's got away from me a bit. I'd like to do this before I go to bed tonight and maybe I won't fit it in fully but can I do five minutes 10 minutes a little something a little nod in that direction of whatever it is that we're feeling is is helping us keep calm remain positive to really prioritize that but kindly and softly knowing that these are such difficult difficult times I gave up making new year's resolutions many years ago yeah me too me too once I start making a list, the list just runs away, you know, and, and I think, you know, I'm resolving in the new year and dissolving <laughs> by halfway through January and then just feeling like, oh, I haven't done this and it just doesn't help. And something I've been reading that I find really helpful is uh, looking at productivity and self-education. A lot of people now are teaching systems rather than goals. Oh, yeah. So to have that daily, what's your daily system? What are the, the things that you need in place every day rather than looking at an end goal and thinking I'm not there yet, I haven't done this yet, to really be focused on the journey and the steps of the journey and enjoying the process. Because very often when we strive hard for one goal, we can fall flat if we do reach it. Sure. It's like, yeah, okay, I've, I've done that now. Now what? Now what? Now what? Right. So the journey is is really important. If somebody's climbing a mountain, every step counts. And if they fall down and have to rest for a day or two, um, so long as they're in a safe place to do that, that's okay. And then they go again. Right. And really, I think that's how we have to think about our minds and working with anxiety is just this drip, drip, compassionate working away at the anxiety. Well, especially during this really very, very difficult time in, in the world with COVID and political unrest and so much question around what's going to happen. If, if we can, each of us, take 
another step toward our daily acts of self-care, whatever that looks like for you, that is probably the most important thing you can do for yourself and your family so that you don't get swept away by the events that are beyond our control as so much is right now. We don't want to get lost. We don't want to roll around in overwhelm. What we want to do is remember the little steps that we already know, that we already have in our hearts that can support ourselves and keep us in that place of hope and in that place of taking action where we can. Small steps keeping us moving forward. Yeah. And I think that's where the teaching from Stephen Covey that we should not get overwhelmed by our circle of concern. Yeah. And that we operate from our circle of influence. So just very simply looking at the things we can do something about and the things we can't. And when there's so much coming in through the media, um, as there is at the moment, so, so many areas of concern are coming in and they soak into us, they leach into us and they're eroding our ability to take action. So to always put first the things we can do, no matter how small. The more that's coming in, the harder it can be to take a step. So to really celebrate and really value those little steps that we take every day. And to remember too, that it's the nature of our minds to want to jump to what's next or the next task or problem. And oftentimes, if we let it do that, it will skip over our progress. And this happens with, with creatives all the time. It's happened with me. I know it's happened with you, Anango. I remember after writing my first book, I was so over the process. By the time it was done and birthed to the world, I was like, okay, on to, on to the next thing. And didn't, <laughs> didn't even really take the time, like 66,000 words later and how many hours, and didn't take the time to celebrate it. Now that's a much bigger project, but we need to be be thinking about, oh, wait, 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 before I jump into the next area, good on you. You know, good on you, Ananga. You you <laughs> did <laughs> you did you did X, Y, and Z. That's awesome. Give yourself a hug, celebrate it before you move on. Yeah, I think that's really the theme of today's episode, isn't it? And when we were working extensively with EFT tapping and helping large numbers of people in workshops and health shows around the UK, there was a lot of talk about this effect that comes with tapping that's called the apex effect, which is where somebody has some assistance with using EFT tapping to get over something quite large like a phobia. And it just goes. And they can't see that it's gone. They just start operating as if they never had it. So say it's an elevator, they're jumping in elevators or fear of heights, they're going up high-rise buildings and looking out and they're like, well, you know, it was never really such a big deal. (laughs) <laughs> and we used to have to say, you know, are you, are you kidding me? You were really <laughs> worried about this. And they look at you really perplexed and then they say, oh yeah, I was, wasn't I? But they can't properly contact it. And I'm saying they, because I'm remembering people that I was working with at the time, but me, you, all of us, we have this thing where we skip over. And uh, particularly when you make a profound change, like when you're doing some work with tapping, we need to ratify that change. We need to, you know, validate that change and have it be there quite solidly so we know we've done it and we can use it as a stepping stone to the next change and the next change. Otherwise, we're just skipping over and we're not celebrating and we're not processing. And it's, it's not so helpful to us. Yeah, it's much better to practice pausing and saying, I did that. 
Yay! (laughs) After the break, we'll come back and talk about practical ways to celebrate the little steps that you take every day. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness and preventing you from living your best life? This year, I worked with a therapist at BetterHelp to manage my anxiety around my daughter moving out in the middle of the pandemic. What a relief to have someone kind and objective in my corner. And she was a mom who had already been there and done that. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online and their services available for clients all around the world. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions or even text sessions so you don't have to leave the comfort of your own home. It's more affordable than traditional in-person counseling and financial aid is available. And there is a special offer for Anxiety Slayer listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. All right, Inanga, let's dig into celebration and the practical ways we can celebrate the little steps that we take each day. Yeah, so the reason we benefit from doing this is that those self-care steps build momentum, they increase our confidence, they help us to be more proactive instead of reactive, they stop us being held in anxiety, and they steadily reduce stress and anxiety. They actually have a direct effect on reducing our anxiety. They're good for our mental health and serve us so well. So practically, we need to have ways in place of how we're going to do it, how we're going to celebrate. And I think the first one and the easiest one is to share them. Share with a friend or a partner or come and share in our private Facebook group. Share your little acts of self-care and receive validation and encouragement. And in sharing, you'll inspire others. So that's the first one. Really easy. Share. Share with a friend. Mm-hmm. Creative journaling is also a really powerful way to celebrate as well. Write things down. Illustrate the little moments where you made a good choice, where you felt some joy and joyful immersion. Make this count. These are moments that can register on a deep level and and keep you moving forward. We know that the anxious mind is impatient. The formula, though, is planting and nurturing and time. And anxiety doesn't like the time factor. No, it doesn't. And we've had letters from listeners saying, you know. How long is this going to take? Yeah, how long is it going to take? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, it seems like the method you're proposing takes some time. And uh, I just always remember the teachings of Dr. Vasant Lad, one of my favorite Ayurvedic teachers, who says, what's worthwhile takes a while. But it really doesn't have to take a lot of time until you feel some relief. You can feel relief if you're going to do some tapping, if you're going to root out the things that are triggering anxiety, take some bark flower remedies. We can get more comfortable very quickly. But if we want to be really practicing quality self-care and really making those changes that support us in the face of anxiety, yeah, that's a lifestyle change and it does take some time. But that doesn't mean we can't feel relief more quickly. But the mind is impatient. And that's all part of the mind's propensity to not be our friend. 
and it doesn't like the time factor. So when I think about this example of, you know, the formula is planting, nurturing, and time, it makes me think of gardening. We know we have to plant the seed, water it, nurture it, leave it for nature to tend to it, and in time it bears fruit, and that's the same with us. But it doesn't mean that we don't feel the benefit early on, because we do. I've, I've felt it time and time again in my own life. Every time we recommit to self-care, there's some hope and some peace in that. Absolutely. The extra attention that you give to choosing uh, a nice cup of tea versus a soda or moving your body and walking a little extra instead of taking the car somewhere, stopping yourself in your tracks when you're being mean to yourself, when that inner critic is really beating you up, and making sure that you can go back and look at some of the stuff that we've been talking about, the, the journals, uh, the, the artwork. The, I know, Ananga, you keep a journal of all kinds of beautiful things to support you, whether it be words, photos, sketches that help you remember what inspires you. And, and I do the same. I have, I have files uh, of testimonials from people that, that I've been able to help. I have files of art and little love notes from my husband and daughter. I also have the own, my own notes that I've written to myself and the things that, that have brought me joy. And it's so beautiful to just revisit and say, oh, wow, that, look at these things that have been in my life. I, just yesterday, I was like, gosh, you know, I am so blessed on so many levels. And on some days, it gets easy or it feels easy to be just taken under. What I mean by that is, I'm so very blessed in this lifetime. I'm so very grateful for my life, for my family, for my health, for our partnership. There's so much I'm grateful for. And yet there are still those days when I feel like I'm being pulled into the undertow. And on those days is when I can look at these items, when I can look at these, just these little snippets of joy, which is why we talk about joy spotting. This is where we celebrate again and remember and recommit that, wow, these are things I already know that are going to help me feel better. Yeah. I, I know for myself, if I hadn't taken the time to keep a personal record of how I've got through difficult times, I would think less of myself. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I remember a traumatic time in my life. And because of the nature of trauma, you just see yourself kind of sliding down a hill on your back. <laughs> you know, hitting the rocks and the trees. and No, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're just dealing with it. And then yeah. I'll look back through my journal and I'll see some prayers I'd written, some, um, a, a passage I'd copied out, uh, some photos of something sweet I did. Sometimes I'll take a photo of a meal I cooked that was really nourishing on a difficult day and I look back and think, oh, okay, so you were really coping with some heavy stuff. But, oh, you did that and that. And it's like, oh, I'm really glad I logged it because I would have totally forgotten it. And it helps me keep a little bit of self-respect, self-appreciation that I did my best. And again, it's my best. It's, you know, it doesn't have to be any, anybody else's best. We shouldn't be competing with anybody else. We're just trying to do the best we can. And on some days, the best we can do is very little. Hence, I might take a picture of a bowl of soup just to remember I made some nourishing soup on a terribly 
difficult day. And I have a couple of types of journal I keep. One is old-fashioned pen and paper where I really like to doodle some stuff down. I'll listen to a lecture and doodle something down that really inspires me from that. It helps it really embed in my mind and heart. But also I keep a digital journal. There's an app called Day One that I use. And every year it rolls around and shows me what was happening on that day last year. Um, I've been doing it for about eight years. So sometimes I get something from, you know, five, six, seven years ago. and I really enjoy it. There'll be all kinds of aspirations and prayers and learnings, things I've been studying, things I've been going through as best I can in there. And I find it really helps keep a thread in my mind of uh, gratitude and just a a solid reminder of how I choose to get through things. And I think it, it helps us feel grounded. It helps us know ourselves better, appreciate ourselves more. And that helps pave the way for whatever we might face in the future. For me, it's been an essential practice. So that's how I celebrate the little things. I celebrate the little things very similarly to to you. And joy spotting is always part of my routine, making sure that I can at least name 10 things every day that bring me joy. It doesn't matter what they are. And that's been a practice that I've had for years and years. But also, I'm very much a steward of surrounding myself with as much beauty as possible. Mm. And whether it be a drawing from my daughter, or whether it be this orchid right now that I'm looking at that's just bloomed that uh, my mama gave me a year ago, or whether it's the, the sun catching a crystal in the window and casting a beautiful rainbow across the room. It's that stuff. I'm so tuned into that beauty and that moment, those moments that take your breath away, that's celebrating little things for me. Yeah. My daughter's taken to lighting candles while she meditates in the morning. And uh, we recently found this beautiful, like a carved clay candle holder from India. So it has like a little plinth that you put the candle in and a little dome that goes over the top. It's just been carved into with a sharp knife, all these patterns in the clay. Mm. So she's been putting that on the table in front of her. And this morning she's like, look, look, it's on the ceiling. It looks so pretty. Yeah, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at this time of year on those dark mornings, um, when we can really struggle with, with the loss of light, to remember that a candle is the same energy as the sun that we can so dearly miss at this time of year. So to, so to celebrate that, bring that little mini sunshine indoors and have that with you in the morning or the evening so that you have that light energy and gaze at it and let your eyes really take in that fiery, beautiful light. These are the little things that get us through. I light candles every single day. I go through more candles probably than most humans. (laughs) It's the way that I like to begin, begin the day with a candle or with a prayer to just kind of set the course of the day. Mm. And it's yeah, that it's just another sacred ritual. And I invite everyone listening to think about those things that you do that are sacred to you, those rituals, what you might be able to add to it. Do you even realize how much beauty you're inviting in? And are you paying attention? And if you're not, let's start today because you will really be surprised by how much you can do and how much you are supporting yourself and how many times 
you have shown up and been sweet with yourself. Mm. And Ayurveda teaches that in our daily routines lies the path to healing. When we're suffering with anxiety, routine calms the vata energy, that ethereal, airy energy that can whip us into so much anxiety. Uh, routine is grounding, it's steadying, it's nurturing. So really important to do it mindfully. Whatever you're doing every day, practice it mindfully and, and be present with it. And once you've taken one small step, you can take another and then another and another, and this will break any spell of inertia. We invite you to join us and start logging your self-care every day. And you can look back at the end of the year like we do and see how far you've come. As you may know, Anxiety Slayer is at Patreon. We've been there a little while now. The new offering this week is a tapping practice that Ananga created, which I think you'll enjoy. We'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who is supporting us on Patreon this month. And and since we got started, we've got people who have been with us since the beginning. And if you've found this episode supportive, we hope you'll consider becoming a patron. We have over 70 Anxiety Slayer downloads available at Patreon, including our guided relaxations, tapping sessions, and lots of extra resources for calming your anxiety. You can learn more at patreon.com forward slash anxiety slayer.